0: Finally made it to the last chapter in the Book of Acts. We're not going to finish today. We're going to have a couple of weeks before we finish Acts, but we're going to cover the first ten verses. Acts chapter twenty-eight, verses one through ten. Again, Acts chapter twenty-eight, verses one through ten. It tells us in Acts twenty-eight, starting in verse one, after we We brought safely through. We then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all, because it had begun to rain and was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, put them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one They said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live.
1: He, however,
0: shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time, and saw no fortune, misfortune come to him, they changed their mind and said that he was a god. Verse 7. Now, in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island named Publis, Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitality for three days. It, ha- it happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery. And Paul visited him and prayed, putting his hand on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people in the island who had diseases all came and were cured. They also honored us greatly. And when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. Let's stop there. and I don't know if you guys noticed the last few verses kind of Mind you, the good gospel is when Jesus brought people to Jesus. Let me pray for us as the Lord to bless us. Our Father God to heaven, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to go before us right now as I preach your word. Give me the strength, give me the power. Let your spirit rain on, uh, rain on us at this time. That Lord, we are God abide. That we are listening to your word. Uh, I am preaching your word faithfully, Lord, by the power of your spirit. That we are edified in your word. Lord, we need a word today. All of us, Lord, in here, Lord, need a word today. We need a word from You, so give it to us, Lord. The world feeds us so much throughout the week, but Lord, let us hear from You right now. Let this word, Lord, go forth in power. And Lord, anything, Lord, that doesn't honor You, Lord, remove it from my notes, or from my mind, or from my mouth. For Lord, let me preach everything faithfully, Lord, for Your people to be drawn to You. In Christ, let me pray. Amen. A guy named A.W. Pink He wrote a book called The Attributes of God And I always ask you guys When you're reading the Bible I always ask you guys Over and over again What does the text say about What does the text say about God. God What does it say about God We want to be able to see God in the text We don't want to read the scripture Just trying to see what it's going to say to me what is going to say to me, what it's going to say to me. We want to know what it says about God. And where we know it's about God, that's when we come in at, for us and our lives, are our lives centered about what belongs to God. His character, his attributes. And one aspect today, the message is going to be, it's going to talk about the power of God. We're going to learn this particular attribute of God today, that power of God today. AWP says this, we cannot have a right conception of God unless we think of him as all-powerful as well as all-wise. He who cannot do what he will and perform all his pleasure cannot be a God. As God hath a will to resolve what he deems good, so has he power to execute his will. The power of God is that is that ability and a strength whereby He can bring to pass whatever, whatsoever he pleases. Whatsoever his infinite wisdom may direct, whatsoever the infinite purity of his will may resolve. As holiness is the beauty of all God's attributes. So power is that which give life and action to all the professions of divine nature. Goes on and says, power belongeth unto God and to him alone. Not a creature in the entire universe has an atom of power save what God delegates. But God's power is not acquired, nor does it depend upon any recognition by any other authority. It belongs to him inherently. Last thing he says here, God's power is like himself. It's self-existent, self-sustained. The mightiest man cannot add so much as a shadow of increased power the omnipotent one. Family, he's all powerful. He's all powerful. And today we're going to see it in our text, how his power moves in a special way in the life of Paul. Today we're going to do it in three points today. Paul's going to arrive at Malta. We're going to see the power of God displays in the life of Paul, three through nine. Then we're going to end out with the people in Malta honored. Paul and the brothers in verse ten. Point number one: Paul arrives in Malta. We learned last Lord's Day that Paul and the ship that he was a part of crashed due to heavy winds on the way to Rome. Today we see that that they made it safely in place where um, that a place when this place is called Malta. Even though they lost a the ship along the way, but they made it for the most part safely in a place called Malta. Malta is known for today as, has anybody ever heard of Malta? And the Catholic has an order. They have the Jesuit order, they have the Knights of Columbus, but they also have the Knights of Malta. Malta is about 58 miles from Sicily. It's the Malta is a small island south of Sicily, which is right there on the same region of where we know as where Italy is located today. the Lord was faithful in saying no one would perish in the ship and everyone made it safely and it's by a pure miracle and the sovereignty of God for them to make it to this island because it's like from this island it's like this island probably to the what I say the state of New York I might be stretching it but they was going through winds they finally crashed in Malta they went always like 20 hours of ship, I mean, on a driving, you know, so it's longer than that, on this ship ride. And they made it safely. Not only that, the people in Malta, the Lord was kind enough for allowing them to meet the people in Malta that, now the gospel and the people go here, but now how would the gospel be manifested here? God went before them. Look right there in our verses 1 and 2. It said the people of Martha showed them unusual kindness. Unusual kindness. Why was it so unusual? These wasn't believers. I mean, well, who were these people? These are the people right here that was on this island. By God's general revelation, they kindled a fire and fire for him, and they'd work on them, and they welcomed them. They show hospitality to them. They actually seemed like they might have to do it a lot of the Christian believers in, Jew, in Jerusalem. And what did they do? it? They killed the fire to welcome them. And they did it because it was starting to rain and get cold. Again, the Lord is going before them. Have you been in a situation you prayed to the Lord and he went over and beyond for you? Have you prayed before the Lord? And, and I'm thinking about, you know, a brother in here that um, had to transfer jobs here just as recently and just seeing and praying as the church is praying and, and the Lord opened up a door for the brother to have another job another brother get a job I'm mean, just just seeing how the Lord has in abundance with his power and his goodness yeah, that's one thing he gives us even more in favor I think a lot of times as Christians we, we let the prosperity gospel community steal away the word prosperity belongs to us and to God's people we do prosper in this world. We do prosper as we die to self, right? As we die to self, he can us. where We prosper as we grow more in him. Mm-hmm. We're not in the sense of weighed down with the burdens of this world. We are prospering every our minds on him. It is a such thing of prosperity in the life of the believer. I'm not talking about this get-rich scheme as... Using God and everything for people to get their own self desires, not that form of prosperity, but it is prosperity. As we pray to God, He does bless His people. To be more like Him, He blesses them and puts us in places, right, and hostile places for His name to be known. But also, He blesses to survive. Look what happened to Paul. God was this this kind as a win football. He kept them from getting harmed on here. Just think about myself and my beautiful wife and beautiful kids. Set baby number seven on the way. Who can give me all of these great blessings? Who can do this? Healthy wife, healthy kids. It's the Lord. It's the Lord has done. he has went before me. I am thinking about here coming back to Palm Bluff and years and years been being away from the city. And now the Lord has opened up doors with a plethora amount of people to meet in this community to better share the gospel in the community. I'm just thinking about how many opportunities the Lord has been kind to all of us. Family, our God go over and beyond to care for his people. Amen. You might pray for a test in school. You might pray for health. We might pray for a spouse and the Lord goes over and beyond for us. and think about it, He didn't start doing that with you in just your situation. This has been his character all the way from creation.. Amen. Adam, a cre- a creature, a creature, he get to walk with God in the garden. A creature, how can a creature be that close to the Creator? He gets to walk with him in the garden. Our God has always been like this. He always has been kind to his people. He always has cared for his people. And he doesn't here. So God allowed people to be around Paul to see that Paul didn't just get here by any type of coincidence that the God that Paul prayed to on the ship that wrecked, the God that said, you guys will make it here safely. The same God that has kept Paul, it's the same God that has kept us, it's the same God of Paul proclaiming to them. God brought him; and made him safely. Point number two: now we see this—the power of God is played in the life of Paul. Now, so we see God has brought him safely. God was kind; He brought some people that were unbelievers to be kind towards His people. But now we're going to see the power of God. The people made a fire for Paul, and the people for them to be warm around us, right? And somebody had to make a fire for us and everything. They probably want to say, "Hey, you owe me twenty dollars." You owe me $10, you got to pay me back. This was the type of kindness if they didn't want anything from Paul. But another thing too we noticed, as they was kind of Paul, called him, said back, and said, let me keep my feet up. Bring this to me. Do this for me. Let me just take advantage of that kindness and try to misuse that kindness. A lot of times we see that what people do with Christians. A lot of times people try to misuse our kindness. Oh, we try to misuse kindness with one another. Paul didn't do that here. Look what Paul tells does here. Paul goes so far, he gathers sticks to put them on the fire. This is another testimony how Paul is not slothful. He does not say, well, we're in a community then. Well, brother, you need to do this for me. Can you do this for me? Can you do this for me? And just misuse each other. And just misuse each other because we got to be kind to one another. We don't see this with Paul. Paul didn't just sit here and say, okay, just keep bringing it to me. Paul jumped in and used his hand to be able to serve his brother. Family, is that our heart? Do we go over and beyond or we just want to be served? That's the opposite of Jesus, isn't it? Jesus came what? To serve. He came to serve. A lot of times we forget that. But Paul, he just showed us slothfulness nature. But Paul jumps in there. Paul said Proverbs 13, 4. The soul, the soul of the sluggard desireth and have nothing. But the soul of diligent shall be made fat. Again, the soul of the sl- sluggard desireth and have nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. Just think about Paul is sitting back and allowing them to see that. For him to sit there and to get, to get fed by them, fed by them, fed by them. Yes, you have been. Fed in the stomach and stomach, things of that nature. But it missed out on the opportunity to show the blessing for the Gentiles to better see the heart of Christ in the life of Paul, for Paul proclaimed the gospel to them. I go through many verses. Proverbs 26, 13 and 16. The slothful man saith, There's a lion in the way, and the lion is in the streets. Proverbs 21, 25. Desire that a slothful kill of him, for his hand refused to labor. Proverbs 12, 11, you can go all the way through Proverbs. He that tilleth his hand in land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. Proverbs 10, 4, but he becometh poor that dealeth with the slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Paul didn't wait. Last one, Colossians three seventeen. And whatsoever you do in word and deed, through all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father, the Lord even tells us when Paul is tell us and everything, do all for His glory, for His name. So what did Paul do? Paul didn't sit right there just to be served. Paul went there to help out and serve as well. That's not the main point of this message, but it is an observation that we can make of Paul that Paul was a one that was ready to serve those around him. Amen. They give me so much joy when I come to the church and things that I think I have to get done. And many of you brothers and sisters and everything already said, hey brothers, are already taken care of. Just to be able to see Brothers in a sense of like This is a need in our church Let me come in and serve Let me not just ask questions What can I do But let me see what needs to be done Family you guys are encouraging to me Family you guys encourage me I'm pretty sure you everybody everybody around you Continue serving everyone around you Continue serving in the church Continue being a blessing to the church Don't just come to Sunday and everything Let me get a word Let me get a word But come here to be ready to serve those around you. So Paul doesn't talk a good game. He lives it out. His life is matching up with his profession. He willing to serve others. So let us learn from him. So we should be motivated by the glory of God to serve others. Especially men if you are something, I always say this right here, but with young men, y'all seeing a young lady or a mother someone carrying something heavy, You know, don't say, well, she's building up her muscles. Serve her. Ask her. "May, May I carry that for you? I'm on my way to go in that direction. I always tell you guys, somebody walking outside dark at night, serve your sister. Walk her to the car. But for everyone, we should all be eager to show some help to be able to serve everyone around us if it's moving around chairs in the church, if it's cleaning, if it's lawn work. We should just come here on a Sunday just saying, well, let me come hear a word, and let me just hear a word and let's leave, but let us all put our hands to the plow to be able to serve together, to meet the needs together. And Paul did this. But at times so, sometimes helping others, right, sometimes it hurts, Right? Sometimes you get hurt when trying to help others. I remember not too long ago, Samuel was helping his dad with a trailer. Samuel, which is one of the strongest kids out of all the piss kids. Uh, Samuel's the strongest one out of all the kids. And so Samuel was trying to help his dad with the trailer and the trailer fell on Samuel. And But Samuel trying to be helpful. Go over and bond and try to help his dad and he hurt himself. Sometimes helping hurts. And that's what happened to our test today. Paul was helping. He was helping picking pick up these sticks and try to be able to, to put it in these fire. And what happened with Paul? Here in verse 3, we get that Paul got bit by a viper. How many of you guys got bit by a snake before? Well, Paul, well, you might understand Paul today then. Paul got bit by a snake. And when he got bit by the snake, the snake held on to his hand. It was holding on to his hand, y'all. So it's probably a lot of poison that was in Paul at this point. And the people knew for sure, this man finna die. He got bit by a viper. He finna die, Greg. There's no way this man gonna live if he got bit by a snake. Unless you're the pitch kid. Both of them got bit they leave That's amazing. <laughs> so y'all in the same line with Paul. So Paul got bit by the snake. And the people were like, this is going to die. He's going to die here shortly. Listen to this in verse 4. When a night of people saw the creature hanging on his hand, hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. So the people are counting out Paul. That he lived through the sea, but now he's about to die. The reason why the sea, the ship crashed, because Paul was a sinner, was a murderer. The reason why these bad things happen in your life, Paul, because you murdered somebody. That sounds like some stuff today, ain't it? People say, y'all know what you're laughing at. They even called Paul a murderer. Lou tells us they were thinking of karma here. Karma. Is it karma within Buddhism? That Paul must have killed someone and now he's coming back to get him. Paul, you killed somebody coming back for you now. Hey, whatever you do, it's going to come back on you. And that came back on you, Paul. You thought you were going to escape the death, right? You came not escape the God of death. That's what they're thinking in this. you probably thinking like, man, if Paul would have stayed in this seat, let him serve him, he would have never got built. If he would have sat there, if he never did this, you might be asking yourself again, Sammy. You might be thinking about with his dad. If I would have never helped my dad with the trailer, I would have never fell on my foot. Family, everybody, listen to this. We don't walk around in fear. We don't walk around in fear. Yes, we might get hurt in trying to serve those around us. Yes, we're taking a chance when we're serving the poor. Who might, somebody might try to rob us. Not every time, but things might just happen. But family, we must be obedient to the Lord and be faithful to the Lord, regardless of what might happen. Amen. Yeah. Don't let fear cause us not to be able to get into our communities. Don't let fear get to, uh, to cause us and everything be afraid of what's around us. I'm not saying don't use common sense. Yes, we use common sense. We use our conscience. But for the most part, family, we look forward ahead and we go forward and we make Christ known and not worry about what may happen to us. We don't fear what happened, right? To be be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Lord. So family, we gain everything. within in Christ. How can the world hurt us through persecution? How can we really get hurt by serving others around us? Family, we must not live a life of fear. We can't control how things may be walking, things may happen to us when we're walking in faith. We don't control what may happen. We must be obedient to the Lord. It's not because of karma some things happen to you. Because you might have did a good deed and something come back and all this. It's not because of karma. God allowed things to happen. Even for Sam. Sam looked back at it. When that trailer fell on his foot. It was an opportunity for Sam to be able to learn something from this. To be more patient. And you learn, Sam, you be patient. You, you, You learn to, let me listen to dad more. Let me learn these certain things. These trials that happen in life, God used them to build us into faith. All of us look back at life for things that happen. The Lord allowed that bad thing to happen. For what reason? For us to grow into the image of his son and for others to see the hope that is in us. And Paul didn't start evangelizing here in Malta. He is living a life honoring to the Lord at this moment and the people are mocking him for getting bit. He's living out the message of the word. He's not in the sense of what we know is uh, uh, sharing the gospel at this particular moment. But watch what happened here. And because they don't understand what is happening. They don't understand. They think they're part of the murderer. But in actuality, God is using this moment for his own glory. So they wait on Paul to die. But the brother never died. Hmm. Christian and their brother never died. They were waiting for him to swell up and suddenly fall dead. Well, they wish and they'll wait on their clock. Did they have watches during that time? Did they have watches? Sundown. Sundown. They're still watching, looking at Paul. Is he going to die? Is he going to die? Is he going to die? No. Is he going to die? He never dies. So now they said sort of like so now so they won't look bad right here. They turned us around and said now Paul must be a god in verse 6. The reason why he didn't die, he must be a god. He's not a murderer, he's a god. That's just guessing nothing. <laughs> He's a murderer. That is, he's God. They have never seen anyone like this before. But we shouldn't be surprised by the word of Jesus and Mark that will happen with his followers. You got to remember Mark 16. And many people don't believe these verses actually belong in the Bible. Again, I do believe they belong in the Bible. Mark 16, look at verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation Whosoever believes in his in his time will be saved, but whosoever whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. The one that believe, they will speak in new tongues. Right? It's the believing church. It's just not apostles. I mean, say his twelve, well, eleven disciples. They would pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink in deadly poison, it would not hurt them. They would lay their hands on the sick and they would recover. Family, two of those things happened right here in this text. Paul picked up by, picked up, right, a stick with a serpent right there was on him that was biting him. And he didn't get hurt. Again, Mark 16 belonged to the in the Bible. When people saw Paul get bit, they said, he must be a god. But also Paul heals Publis, the father who was the, the commander of this town or on this island. He healed the sick with a sick, his father with a sick in this century, and Paul healed him. Then more people in Malta came, and Paul were, and Paul was there, and then Paul put his place his hand on them, and he healed them as well. That's why I see the book of Acts. It's the Acts of Jesus to the apostles. Now Paul looks like Jesus, doesn't he? He does the same thing Jesus is doing. He's healing the sick. The Lord allowed Paul to get bit to open up doors for others. Now the sick is coming. The world is coming. They saw the hope in Paul. They saw what Paul was able to do and proclaim the the wonderful mystery of God through his life. And now they bring the sick. They are healed. I think there's different thing from, was that, John? No, Ash 3, I believe, somewhere up there. In different places, how, even in Jesus, in the Gospels, a lot of times, I know it was in John chapter 2. A lot of times, they was kind of bringing people to Jesus. And Jesus caught on to it. He was like, y'all was bringing to them, but y'all truly don't believe. Y'all bringing to people just trying to use me. Y'all hearts are so far from me. I don't think Paul said this here. For Paul to continue healing them, they must be responding in some type of way. So what happened here? Paul got bit by a viper, a snake. And the Lord heals him. The other side is Paul heals people. here. heals Publius, Father. Paul heals other people on the island. What is happening here? Family, I think what's happening here is that God is allowing these people on this island to see there's a power. There's a power outside of Paul. but Paul gets his power is someone greater than Paul. He gets it from the Lord. The Lord allowed Paul to get bit for the world to see his power. The Lord does the same thing in our lives today for the power of God to be manifested, to be seen in the world, He used all of us. I get so encouraged when I hear so many stories about how you guys are ministering to people around you. One time I came in the parking lot and I saw, um, I think it was Jerry, um, talking to um, uh, to someone in the parking lot one day. And I've heard Alina, I've seen Alina minister. Seen, I mean, all of you guys have seen you guys minister. They got the news, I think, It was you, Rod, I heard about you ministered the gospel to somebody recently. Just hearing the power of God is working in you guys' lives. Family, let us not look down on that. It might not be big to many people in the world, but that's the power of God is working. That the power of God saves people, and that's why you're sharing it with people. So tell us about the power of God. We see that in 1 Corinthians 6, 14. And God raised the Lord, and God Raise the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power, power at work within us. Psalm 62.11. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power, power belongs to God. Colossians, once his For by him, all things were created in heaven and earth, visible and visible, where the thrones of men and rulers all three were created for him and through him and for him. Family, the power of God is all throughout the scriptures. His power was to hold the world together. His power will save you. When you're dead in your sin, dead in your trespasses, when you wasn't searching after God, when you was enslaved to your sin, it was the power of God that gave you a heart of flesh and took the heart of stone. He didn't want to open your eyes up to see you didn't do it by your own strength. You didn't do it by your own wisdom. It was his power that saved you. Family, let us not take credit for what God has done in our lives. It was all his power that have done a work in us. It's the power of the Lord. Let's end with point three. How did the people in Malta respond to all this? Verse 10. We end with the people responding to all what they have seen in the disciples of Jesus. They also honor us greatly. They accepted that what has happened before us with these disciples is rare of a kind. It's rare of a kind for this what to happen. They even gave the disciples everything they needed as they was getting ready to sail back towards Sicily, then go to Rome. They responded greatly after Paul healed them and, and cared for them. Now they're ready to care for Paul and them back. Family, as we live our lives honoring Jesus, people will be drawn to him. We don't have to force relationships, We don't have to force conversations. Those that the Father has chosen before the founders in the world, they will come to him. Amen. But family, let us be vigilant. Let us be around that we can be able to minister the gospel to others around us. Again, those the Father has chosen will eventually respond to the gospel truth. We know this from Ephesians 5.8. For well, at one time you were darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord. Walk as children in the light. John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever followed me will not walk in darkness, but will have light of life. So as they came to Paul, they was able to see this. They was able to see the light of life in the life of Paul. They was able to see these things of Paul and Paul pointed them to the true light. So who is coming to you? Are you pointing them to the light? Are you pointing them to Jesus? Are you ready to point them to Jesus? Luke 8, 16. No one after lighting the lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under bed, but put it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Family, are those around you able to see that light? Are you looking for opportunity to serve? How Paul was able to serve, to be able to help. He went over and beyond, start healing these people. Family, do you go over and beyond to serve, looking for an opportunity to better get the gospel in places where no gospel is at? John one nine, the true light which enlightens everyone was come into the coming into the world. Isaiah fifty nine fifty five eleven, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth; it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the things for which I send it family, God's word don't come back void. Don't feel like you have to be timid around the gospel. The gospel is going to save who is intended to save. You. So you don't have to worry about you messing it up. Your stuttering, your inadequacies, right? You not knowing every verse in the Bible, memorize every Bible book in the Bible. Family, sharing the gospel with a humble heart and, being, and letting the spirit guide you, family. God's going to save whoever's going to save. You don't have to be afraid. Well, I might mess this up. I'm scared, right? You don't have to be fearful. The, the, the Lord is not going to cast them out because you're going to stutter. If they're truly part of the Lord, they're going to come to the Lord and they're going to belong in the Lord. Amen. So don't worry about not knowing all the books of the Bible. Don't be afraid by not knowing you haven't, in the sense of uh, memorizing a lot of scriptures in the Bible. I'm not saying you, you, know, you shouldn't do that. You should memorize Bible verses. But don't let those things hinder you from being bold to be able to explain God's truths to the world. So some people say, I don't want to mess this up. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not, I don't want to mess this up. Tell me, you're not God. God's going to say who's going to say it. Now, there will be opportunities that you're not able to share the gospel at that moment. Maybe you can take a person's name down and say, hey, can I pray for you tonight? Um, do my prayer time. Maybe you might not have time to be able to go into and share the gospel. But maybe you might have time and everything to take a name down and pray for them. Maybe you might be living in life of sin at a moment. You don't want to be a hypocrite. And you say, well, i whether rather not share the gospel with them because I'm doing the same thing. And I haven't repented from what I'm doing. So, maybe right now to take the name down and pray as the Lord work on my heart. I don't know what it may be. But we must be faithful. We want to do it all for God's glory. 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. So, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory, the glory of God. The last one I'm going to mention here, John five thirty. I can do nothing on my own as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Jesus is God and Jesus said this and he says this about his father. Family, let us say the same thing. Let us end with a couple applications here. The Lord has brought us a mighty long way. Y'all know them grandmothers say that, right? The Lord has brought us a mighty long way. Just think about it, y'all. The last 20, 30 years of your life. Well, you can't think that far back for yourself, but think back for the last 10 years of your life. Just where you came from. The broken situations, the abuse, the hurt, the pain, all the stuff you went through. But look what the power of God has done. It brought all of y'all and myself a mighty long way. A lot of people probably counted y'all out, didn't they? And they probably still count you out. But look what the Lord has done. He brought you a mighty long way. So wake up every morning. Don't wake up every morning complaining. Wake up every morning in gratitude. Yeah, your ankle might be hurting. Yeah, your side might be hurting. Yeah, your belly might be big like mine's. Maybe it might be a lot of things around you that make you uncomfortable. But family, you have so much more good to celebrate than those Amen. small things that we actually mention in the morning. So be thankful in the morning of all the good that you get from God. He would never cast you out. He died for you. He sits at the right hand and he's going to bring in a new heaven, new earth. He's going to protect you from hurt, harm, and danger. He's going to bring you through persecution. He's going to make you more like him. Family, it's so many things we get every day. So don't let us get up in a grumpy mood complaining about the day. But in grace, the power of God has already shown in our lives. So we didn't deserve to wake up this morning, did we? We didn't deserve to wake up. We all look. It It was all good to us. Number two, the Lord is allowing people all around us to see our lives. The sick might not come to you in a way up to be healed. But who's going to come to you Somebody's going to come to you, Rod, and say, hey, I just lost my job. Can you pray for me? I just lost a loved one. Can you pray for my family? When they come to you, family, those are opportunities. If they come to you and they already know you, they already see some hope in you to come in and pray, ask you to pray for them. Pray That's an opportunity for the gospel. As they come ask you questions, that's opportunity for doors to eventually get to the gospel. So one thing, God, a family, we got the greatest news. The world is dying all around us. People are struggling with all these different things around us. And we have the answer. It's Jesus. And as they come to us, we give them Jesus. So these are precious opportunities for many to come to Christ. But let us not mess those opportunities up. Let us be a light in darkness last thing, we will be held responsible for leading anyone away from Christ by lifestyles. So Greg, Jerry, Rod, Elena, and myself, we will be held accountable for causing any of those little ones around to stumble. Right? Any of those little ones around, that we point them away from Jesus We will be held accountable for that. So our life should resemble Jesus. People should be able to see the servant nature in our lives. They should be able to see the compassionate nature in our lives. Do they see those things about us? Do they say, hey, Creston, I see this in your life. You're walking in Christ. Or, hey, Jerry, do I see this? You're walking in Christ, or do they see? that all oh, that girl? He, they're going him, the or her. Here they go again. Family, let us live our lives that we're we'll walking in the light. So let us share the gift of grace from Christ, and let us walk in it. What Christ has given to us. Amen. Amen. Let us pray as we move towards communion.